this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. To hear this call is being recorded and our hearts to receive your word. May we be transformed into your likeness through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. So, Prophet, you're good at recapping. Can you recap a little bit we went over about Count It All Joy? I think I had had an opportunity to talk to a uh, to Amanda, and it was so funny because I was like, "Count it all, Joy." <laughs> oh God! I thought she was going to do something else, Pastor. Okay. No, not yet. Uh, well, what okay. do you want to do? Okay, maybe I'll back up. What do you want to do? Oh, ask no, them about it. Uh, I was going to ask if, first of all, if anyone listened to us as these are being recorded. And did they hear even more so on the second go around or maybe a third go around? Uh, because there's just, there's something that James has brought to them, the people he's writing to, based on that they are Jewish believers. And, and he's exploding with that by starting out by saying to the 12 tribes scattered. And, and then we went over at the end. Uh, last week what that was which is a key to move forward and that's just in the first two or three verses before we really get down to why he said certain things and and you were encouraging him at least I thought I heard you say uh you guys go back and listen to it again so I'm just wondering (laughs) if they did hey uh is there a possibility for us to hear it while we're on the call no huh Tiki, are you on the line? I think you can. If yeah, you're sure, I'm like... on the line, but you just gotta put the put it to your phone like you're listening to the speaker <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> okay. You have to listen to it on Spotify, I think, right, Tiki? Yeah, that's how I listen to it. I just um, constantly replay them over from Spotify. It's easy that way. Hey, Prophet, quick question, too. Is there a uh, way that you can lead it in, bring it in, Takia, or no? Uh, not at the moment. I'm driving back home, so if somebody oh. else can. I don't know, Brandon, if you have a way right now. If somebody has a laptop and their phone, they can do that. I have my laptop, but I don't know how to put it on modify because look at it. It's on Slack, right? But that's the thing. I'm not getting the stuff on Slack right now. Let me see if it's on. Yeah, the Bible studies was on there. Let me see. Where is it? Yeah, Bible studies. Let's forget it. If that's Josie, then no. I can put it on. There you go. I did have a question though, um, since we're kind of talking about recapping. I was um I was reading um Colossians 
um, and I saw the word sinews profit, and it made me think about what you were saying about the fact that, you know, joy is a material. Is is that what you're talking about, where it speaks in Colossians about the word sinews? Yeah, it, uh, yes. Just like we have things we can see in our natural world and things that we can do similar, for instance, building up muscle, uh, uh, jogging to build up our leg strength and our and our and build up our breathing or our lungs, um, meditating or being still so that stress won't try to take over our lives, um, sleeping so that our body can rebuild itself or regenerate at nighttime or day, depending on how we work. So yes, it's God that has placed us in a in a world that we can access things that are what we call in the spirit and what's literally around us in the natural. And and James is a muscle building book. And that muscle is called the working out of your faith. Okay, got it. Okay, I have it if you guys want to hear it. Yes. Okay. Okay, I'm going to put it on and tell me if you could, if you guys could hear it. For being another birthday and all those. It's not clear. It's not clear. you your phone, and then it starts talking right. Can you hear me now? Yeah. It's funny. It's so funny how we talk about trials. I mean, we talk about weapons, and all of a sudden now we're moving into trials and temptations. Oh, we want to start again, I'm sorry. Um, 
by the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ. The twelve tribes. <laughs> the twelve tribes scattered among the nations. Consider it pure joy, my sweet brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. That perseverance finishes work that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So he said, count it all joy for all of us. So anytime we go through trials and temptations, he said, count it all joy. Prophet, why do we need to be joyful? Because the way that the Lord designed the human body and our human spirit being in contact uh, with Holy Spirit and with the Lord Jesus and with Father God, the joy is an inward building material that preserves us from the inside to the outside. So serves us. I'll, I'll give you guys a, you know, by week. You know, uh, I guess I must have not been paying attention at work and um, uh, I sent a meeting invite to somebody outside of, you know, um, a client that I was intending to send it to. And I noticed that, you know, how your mind begins to race and you think the worst first before you think the positive. And in my mind, I kept thinking it's the worst. And then I had to begin to recognize, you know, by me thinking the worst. You know, uh, there's always a lesson learned in, in the positive, and I had to begin to talk. How would I say it, Lord? He said, you allow stress to come. He said, and then, after you felt the stress, he said, then you begin to fight. Okay. And so in this situation, he's, um, I'm asking a question. So how could I have been in a place of joy rather than being in the place of stress? Well, he said, I must see him in all situations. So is what Prophet said in the beginning, can you restate that Prophet? Okay. The way the Spirit of God works, He builds the inside. It, joy is a material. I, you guys who want to think God is, he's, you really want to know God? Look at the words we say about Him grace, joy, peace, long, long suffering, uh, temperance. That's material. Just like we have cotton and linen and silk. It's a material. Joy is a material that strengthens or fortifies fortifies us the inward part. And in that there's a secure 
there's a security built in that joy fortifies or strengthens the spirit and it works its way from the Yes. Yes. Amen. Okay. So we're supposed to count it all joy. And so when you say literally count it all joy, you actually look at where you look at the circumstances and you begin to look at each of the circumstances and say, oh wow, this is great, this is great because of I'm asking a question about it. Well, the answer is verse 3. Using the King James, it's knowing. There's, there's a relationship that Jesus builds us because it's a walk with him. The Holy Spirit illuminates or makes alive the word of God or makes alive a situation. So God is saying through the writer James that I've already shown you how to face these things that come in our life, trials, temptations, testings, because you know that there's someone meaning himself that's on the inside that has already taken you through previous trials previous tribulations previous testing and that knowing becomes the holy spirit literally like a light bulb he says remember and that remembering is so fortified with joy and in that the holy spirit will direct you whether you're looking at one trial or all of them Let's keep going. Unless somebody has a question. Precious? Do we lose Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. oh, we can hear you now. Okay, I didn't even mute myself because it did it on the phone. I said I had a question for Prophet Andre. Go ahead. You, um, as far as that illumination on the inside, as far as you can. All right. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, I'm trying to think of a situation where um, it, it was something similar that had happened to me before. And normally, when I feel like I'm free. Okay, I'll just start. And I'm sure the Holy Spirit will really bring it back to my remembrance. Um, when I say something about 
verse where he says the word knowing. From the from the moment we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, we, we are beginning a, a walk. And the Bible says we're beginning a walk in the Spirit, and which and that simply means we we have the ability to begin to hear and communicate with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ um, through prayer, fasting, communication, fellowship, and so forth. So in that, the Lord is as is building on the inside of us. He's built. We're being built up. One of the ways the Bible clearly says is praying in the Holy Ghost, or praying in, in tongues. Uh, another way is when we meditate the Word, when we uh, have our private meditations and all that. So we're, so we're beginning to build on the inward man, to build him up strong, give, develop muscles. When we begin to face a trial, the Word of God that we have been studying or uh, fellow believers that have been sharing testimonies, the Spirit of God will bring back to our remembrance what our, our fellow brother or sister uh, walked through. And the Holy Spirit will use that and begin to build the faith or the confidence that God is going to see you through it. And we so these build up like layers. They build up like layers, which is building like an edifice or a house or a strong, sturdy building. As we continue our walk and we face these various trials, some of them, the enemy like will bring something along that's similar to something either we have faced or someone we know has. And when I say like a light bulb, uh, it's, uh, it's instantaneous because it's in the, it's the Spirit. And we'll go, oh! And because the, the Holy Spirit is great at bringing back things to our remembrance that we don't remember. And we'll turn that on and we'll go, well, he knows. Don't remember what he told me. And then you begin to ask, what is this similar to that? Or, but don't try to do it on your own. Always ask him. And he will then show you that you're more than qualified, not only to face it, but that word joy, you will literally feel a strength. It, it is, it's, it's, I call it it. I hate to call spiritual things it. Uh, there's a building up like a force, and it literally brings a joy to your entire inner being, where you, where a smile will come on your face. Where normally you would you see yourself freaking out like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Oh, I got to hurry up and get home. Oh, I got to call so and so. Oh, I didn't get my gas. I didn't fill up today. None of that will happen. None of it. Chelsea, can we stop it right there? Okay. Materialize. Prophet, I think that's more than enough with you. (laughs) Okay which gives us an opportunity to go forward. Yes. So, Precious, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so if we wanna go into the next area. So before we go, anybody has any questions? Okay, then I guess let's keep going. Okay, so I'm reading James 1. 
<clears throat> verse four. Yes. So we, um, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Let perseverance finish its work. What is this saying, you guys? Let perseverance finish its work. What do you think that means? Uh, keep trying to get I don't think we can really understand what you're saying, but I think I got oh. it. You're saying you keep trying until you perfect whatever it is. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Anybody else has an answer? To continue to be persistent. Exactly. Holy Spirit just said, never give up. <laughs> what? Oh. Never give up. We both said at the same time. Uh -huh. Prophet, anything else about never giving up? That means what? It not only means that that's if when we learn, and I say we, when we begin to learn that when the when the when the word of God is being presented to us, and I'm I'm speaking in our own personal study or in a group session like this, that he is saying to us, I always want you developing, which is what Precious said, I, and you said, I always want you developing. God is not stagnant, and he doesn't want us stagnant. So that includes our walk. It's not to be stagnant. If there's a trial, don't be stagnant. If it's a temptation, don't be stagnant. If there's victory, don't be stagnant. If there's joy, don't be stagnant. He wants us constantly moving and being and not being moved by the circumstances, but being moved by the faith uh, that's on the inside of us. That's developing so that no matter what trial or what temptation or, or situation comes up, we can, what we said before, count it all joy. Could another example of being persistent or persevering also mean in a situation as such where you're presented with something and, you know, you're faced with whatever that is, could the Lord also be seeing what your reaction is going to be? Could that also be a form of persistence okay. or persevering? Okay. I'll see if I can answer that for you in this manner. Um, it's not so much that he's looking to see how we respond. This is what the Lord is looking at. And James is attempting to make this very strong point. It is the faith that God has released from himself to ourselves individually. And that's what he's looking at. Yes, he, yes, and overall it is he's looking at us. But really, the Lord is looking at the faith development based on the trials, tribulations, and turmoils that we face in this life, because this is a perfection of the faith that the Lord is actually after. So in a sense, yes, he is looking at to see how we are, but the bottom line for God is he's looking at that faith that he's released in us being developed by the circumstances. See, faith needs something to motivate it. 
Because that's just, just the way God is. That's just the way he is. He said, ah, I'm giving, I'm going to give Precious uh, 20 pounds. Let's, let's, let's get her to the 20-pound level. When you hit 20, he's going to say, now, she's hitting 40. So the Lord is, if I can say it this way, on purpose we face these trials to build up what's on the inside of us that pleases God. <laughs> oh, true. Wow. What are you saying, too? Because the Holy Spirit was even saying to me, you know how we be in that position to whereby we're not moving forward, but we're constantly talking to ourselves for the need to move forward. Uh, that is part of that faith as well. It's, it's, it's a constant reminder that action needs to take place in particular areas. You may not necessarily start off in, how can I say it, Lord? So gradually uh, moved into the place where it becomes action. He said other things are rapid. He said, but there is a desire within the individual to never stand still. Always advancing within the kingdom. Even when you're, there's little to no movement, Pastor, you're cutting out like every three words. I don't know if anybody else is hearing it like me or not. Uh, let me let me just hang up and I'll call in on the line because I'm sick of it. Okay, fine. Okay. I'm hanging up. I'll call you guys right back. All right. Okay. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay. Perfect. And so the Holy Spirit, uh, after listening to the definition prophet gave, he was talking to me about a constant movement. It's like even when you're not feeling like you're moving, but yet you have, how would I say, Lord, a desire for change. It's like on the inside of the individual, it becomes a place of encouragement. And sometimes it becomes a place of acknowledging where they're at and 
within that acknowledgement, there becomes a fight that's stirred up on the inside for that individual to get to the other side. And even though he said there's little movement being made, there is great action taking place in the spirit realm to carry that individual to that next place that they're desiring to go. He says some things are rapid, meaning instant movement, and other things may not necessarily look like instant movement, but it's a constant awareness of where that person at and what is on the inside of them is a action word. I love how he said it, an action word that constantly prevails them to move forward and to get past whatever they're dealing with. Hopefully that makes sense to you guys. If not, I can explain it another way. Did you say an action word? Yes. Like what, as an example? Well, what action word would you use? He says, say the word faith in him. Okay, like the fact of like, Lord, I know you can do this, so let me just keep going, let me keep going, let me keep trying. Exactly. Faith. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I got it. Or better yet, he said that action word could be simple as, I'm not going to stay here. I know you have me, Lord. Have you ever been in that place the Holy Spirit just said to whereby you start praying yourself out of something in the spirit realm? You can hear yourself praying yourself out of something? Yeah. And you didn't intend to pray yourself out of it. It just automatically start praying you out of it. I don't know. Holy Spirit just showed me another thing. He showed me a a, a runner. And some funny part about this runner that he's showing me is the runner is looking back. And as he's looking back, he's seeing others coming close. And so he's fighting harder to beat that other runner that's coming alongside of them, if that makes sense. Oh, my God. He said, you do see this. Have you ever been, you know, <laughs> I use Sakia because Sakia, sometimes precious do this to me, but I know for sure Chandelin does this to me. I'll see you guys, you know, gaining ground in the word, and I'll be like, whoa, where did that come from in them, Lord? Whoa, that's something that, whoa, I didn't expect to come out of them. And then in my mind, I'm like, ooh, I got to run a little bit faster. Let me study a little bit more. Let me, get, you know, be a little bit more grounded in the things in which I have to be grounded in. And it becomes a place of encouragement. It's not like I am competing against you guys, but it reminds me of the need to stay grounded. And that's what the Holy Spirit shows me as well. And I know you guys have people that will probably. Was it good? 
He's giving us insight. That's why I said it, we take our time with this book, our muscle building book. This is an ob- he's observing what Jesus did. So he's relating. Remember, I said this is a Jewish book, literal. This is a New Testament, new believer Jewish. These are Jewish believers. So he is writing because the Holy Spirit is showing him how to take his his uh, living with his with Jesus, who's Savior and Lord, how to take it with the Torah or the early writings that led up to the uh, that was the backbone for uh, Moses and David and Joshua and so forth. So when he says, "If any of you are deficient or lack in wisdom," he's not just saying that. Oh wow! I'll just I'll just insert this. He's saying there comes to a point in our walk when we take God at his word and he says, you're going to be going through this, but don't fear. I have overcome. You will overcome. He's saying part of overcoming in your walk is that you are asking for God's insight, wisdom that you can apply and it applies automatically once you receive it. You put it into motion, and it's one of the muscle builders of your faith. So in other words, you would say this is like us asking God for guidance along our journey, right? Absolutely. Okay. So in those moments where we're feeling faint or we're feeling bogged down, you know, we can ask God for the patience needed, and then he'll guide us along the way by using wisdom. Yes, because wisdom will wisdom will conquer the fear that's building up around us if we happen to slip and go, oh, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Father, I just messed up. Help me. I need you mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Or if we're somewhere unfamiliar, correct? Yes. More okay. times it's going to be unfamiliar only because mm-hmm. the walk that he's bringing us through is so that we can <laughs> be in a place of well-rounded faith. Or trust. It's another way of saying that. If you guys can change the word from faith to trust. Because there's an assurance that wisdom has built into it. Because it's the wisdom of God. It's not your wisdom. It's not our wisdom. It's his wisdom. And he then says, you can apply it. You can apply it. Would you mind saying that again, Prophet Andre? Because I heard the, I understood the first part about, you know, replacing the word faith with trust, but the second half, I didn't understand what you were saying. Oh, okay. I'm saying that if faith is a hard concept for for Americans, (laughs) it just Mm -hmm. is, because it's been presented the wrong way. But uh, we're not going into that. But um, basically, there's a, a trust between maker, God, our God, our Lord, and us. We are his children. We are his people. So there's an assurance that or trust 
that when God says you can, and there's a whole lot of in in the scriptures, I'm speaking of both Old and New Testament, that is encouraging us that no matter what is before us or to the side or down the road, we have the assurance that, first of all, God takes care of us. Number two, he's called us more than conquerors. Number three, we are in Christ and, and so forth. So there is that assurance in that knowing and that one of the builders of our faith, that's the assurance, is that we can get, if I can say it this way, we can get ahead of the game. God's wisdom will not only keep us, sustain us, and it will get us through it. So basically, James is saying, you want the advantage over all this? Okay, ask God for wisdom. Because God wants to, God calls us in the winning position, but what he's doing is giving us the pieces, or if I can say each of the elements that make up that faith, that trust, that assurance. And wisdom is great because it's God's wisdom. And he says, now, I'm going to show you how to apply it. Hey, Prophet, is the reason why you're saying God's wisdom is because for each and every single one of us, wisdom may look on a different um, level. So, meaning like we may have a different, I guess you say faith, but, you know, a different way of life and a different walk of life. And, uh, you know, my life's not the same as yours. So, I need certain wisdom to know for example my body now let's put it that way my body's different than yours and there are certain things that my body needs more than yours but Understood. i need wisdom on how to take care of my body is that what absolutely. you're kind of saying absolutely Hey, you said also that this is not the James who is a who is Jesus' brother, or the no, no, no this is no, he is, he is a brother of Jesus. Yes, this is Jesus's. I'm gonna have to say half brother, but this is his brother. Yes. Okay, because I see him saying that Jesus is master, and well, that's why it's kind of like. Oh, don't let that bother you, sir. <laughs> okay. Jesus, and I'm going to say it New Testament for you and, and everyone on the line. Jesus is our elder brother. That's Bible. And Jesus is also our God, our personal God at the same time. So James, when once James got out of his head that uh, the people around him kept saying, how can Jesus be your brother and how can he be your God? When James got the explosion understanding that not only was Messiah in his household and he was his half-brother, James completely changed over. That's why this is a remarkable book. Because James is giving us insight on what he witnessed seeing Jesus in daily ministry crucified rose again, 
and then sat with disciples, didn't sit with James. James didn't get to sit on those 40 days in Acts 1 into Acts 2, but he heard about it. And his encouragement was that he was always fighting bullies, saying, Christ is your brother. You know, Jews are something else, y'all. <laughs> Jewish folks are something else when it comes down to lineage. And so James was almost tortured from for being in the same family uh, as Jesus and his sisters. But James came out on top because the Lord saw fit that what he witnessed by con by changing his demeanor towards his half-brother, and he gets to write the book of James. So was he also... Go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, was he also there when Jesus summoned his disciples? Do you remember when he summoned his disciples and told them uh, to take nothing on their journey? And I'm, I'm and, going to say probably not, but go ahead. Go ahead. With, I'm going to say probably not, because there were times when Jesus literally pulled the, those men aside away from everybody. Oh, James, James, James comes uh -huh. after the uh, the after the resurrection. Oh, so he wasn't around when the disciples were there, because I was thinking no, he, he was around, he, but he was in the background, sir. And I do mean back and in the ground. <laughs> Because he was oh. he was he was bullied. Because I don't know if you remember when he summoned his disciples to take nothing with him. Yeah, jackets. Yeah. He right. also told them that um, when they came back, he asked them, "Did you lack anything?" And yeah. they told him, "No." Right. And that's why I think about if any of you lacks anything, ask God for wisdom. Right. Right. Probably okay. if I can slide here, cool. probably mm -hmm. give some additional insight. And so what the Holy Spirit was showing me, you know, James being in the household of uh, uh, the same household that Jesus was in, he had the opportunity to watch the things that was occurring be behind the scenes, meaning things that he seen his brother do, and he knew by having patience and being in that place of really studying and paying attention to what was transpiring, that he could not only mimic, I wouldn't necessarily say mimic, but he could actually perform the same task thereof. And so being in a position, the Holy Spirit showed me another thing to whereby, you know, uh, a place first you despise the other individual, and then after you come out of that place where you're despising the other individual, when God touches your heart, you then come into that place where you have a greater understanding and wisdom on how to operate, and you seek to remember the things that was done and begin to implement and apply them. And not only as you're implementing them and apply them, you're causing others to do the same. And so what the Lord was showing me is that he literally softened his heart to bring him into an awareness of himself in return 
causing him to encounter a greater relationship not only with Christ but with his brother. I mean, not only with our Lord but with his brother, making sure I said it right. <laughs> with the Father but with his brother. Hopefully that helps. Yes, it does. Oh, I said along yeah, the line, we, we're watching prophets, okay? And we don't know as we glean some of the things from him, we don't know what actually will be our end state when we're probably his age. And then people underneath you will be saying, whoa, where did that come from, okay? And you'll sit back and say, I remember this guy in them days. You know how you do that, okay? <laughs> so let's go further in wisdom. Precious, you want to share more? Or Prophet, is there something we should stop before we share more? Uh, no. I, I think we may end up coming back to this, uh, Pastor, because, again, this is a Jewish book, and Jews are no, notorious for saying something, then go down the road a little bit, then turn right back around and say, and, and their and is pointing back to where we just left. So I think we may be coming back to this verse, because uh, James is the kind of writer that is, I can say he's pure Jewish. So Jews do this, A- a B, A B C, D. Oh, by the way, A again. And so right now we're at A. So let's keep reading. Okay, verse six. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. And you guys all understand, it's, it's somebody that's in and out. Yeah, I do it. No, I don't. Yeah, I do it. No, I don't. I don't think we need to break that down. Nope. Want to keep going? Uh, sure. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Did you guys get that? Why is he saying that you're unstable in all that you do? Because you're always changing your mind and going back in and out of the of the faith. 
to me, it always seems like by the time I got to the end of that verse you just read, it always made me seem, it always made it seem like the person that James is talking about here, who's double-minded, is just someone who hasn't gone through enough of these trials and testing, because if you go through enough of them and you allow the, the work of the trial and test to go forward, right, then eventually you're going to get to this person who's not wavering. Eventually you will be able to stand and really trust the Lord and not doubt when you ask him for something because you will learn his character and how good he is and how faithful he is as you're going through the testings and the trials. I've always seen it that way. Is that, is that, um, yeah, I've always seen it that way. I don't know if that's right or not, but I believe it is. I see it like it's the same like where he says you can't be warm. You're either hot or you're cold because if you're warm, he's going to spew you out of his mouth because you just can't make up your mind if you're going to serve him or if you're going to serve the world. Is that wrong or right? Why do you question yourself when you be right a lot? Because you guys keep quiet, so then I think that I'm wrong. No, that's, that's an example me. of double-minded. Okay. <laughs> no, that's not an example of a double-minded. That's an example of um, I want to be right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Honestly, I'm kidding. I believe the two minds are either. Um, I think it's a reference towards God's mind and, and the devil's mind. Sometimes we can be in this place where we want God, but then at the same time, we have the mind of Satan. And it's I've, I've had this happen in my life where it's like, I don't want to have the mind of Satan, but sometimes it, it creeps in. And then God's mind, it's like, I want God's mind. And you're in between two places. And it's just like, ugh, and it's a war. Which is goes back to our, you know, the our uh, armor, you know, staying focused, focused on one mind, which is God's mind, and and being intimate with that, versus the mind of this world, you know, the mind of just being natural, versus the mind of being supernatural, you know, I'm 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 feeling sick, but yet no, God, your word says I'm healed, so. It's one of those double-mindedness that I see in my life when I'm reading this, and I'm already. And my whole job is to always say, "Okay, wait, this is God's word. I'm healed. I'm confessing that. I'm not gonna even speak that, even if I feel that." And that's what I believe the double or the double-mindedness is. I also think that double-mindedness could also just pertain to overthinking, um, overreacting, you know, um, not really rooted in having the mind of Christ. And as soon as the slightest anything mm-hmm. comes up, you for, you easily forget, you know, even what Christ has said. Um, so I also think it could mean that as well. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, you want to keep going? Yes. Let's see. Sorry, my phone is doing something. Verse 9. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. Hmm. You guys understand that, right? I I have I don't I mean I think I do, but I'm not sure. Yeah, can Anybody? you give an example? I think it's easier to understand in the NOT where it says, um, Christians who are poor should be glad for God has honored them. That's how I read in NLT. And it reminds me of the parable of the um the vineyard workers, where the last one was honored and brought up equal to be with the first one. At least that's what it reminds me of. You guys, the, uh, let let the scriptures be your guide. Yes, and uh, if you want to answer it, let the scripture be your guide. I was gonna say that the amplified says. Um, the same thing, like the way that Precious read it, but it says, as Christians, call to the true riches and to be an heir of God. Which is addressed in even the next verse. So what does the verse mean then? Because I'm missing it. So okay. it says, oh, oh, go, go ahead. I'll read it again. Um, let the brother in humble circumstances glory in his elevation. And it says in parentheses, as Christians called to the true riches and to be an heir of God. You want to elaborate on that, Prophet? Everything after asking God for wisdom has been given to us by James, a Jewish writer, to a Jewish New Testament believing body of believers. All right? So once we see that uh, asking for God's wisdom is uh, one of the key elements that will work with the joy that's being built on the inside of us by the time we get to 
uh, verse 6, and we see this word instituted, uh, that we're to ask in faith, not wavering. And then we move over and see, let not a man uh, think uh, that he is going to receive anything of the Lord, because we have moved into what the Jewish mentality of coming, halting between two decisions. Double-minded man or woman or child is someone who has a decision to make and is either going to be the right decision, wisdom, or a selfish decision, the world, or Satan, if you want to use Satan. But I'll just say the world. God gives us, with the wisdom of God, we won't make the wrong decision. But because we can't make up our mind, even after asking God for wisdom, then James says you are a double-minded man and you are unstable. And if you're unstable, you're not walking in the true riches of God. And one of the riches of God is the, is the ability to request wisdom. Wisdom is, a, is one of the riches that God provides for his own, for us. A brother of low degree means they understand that they are to walk in, a, in the mentality of, I don't know what to do. And in God's eyes, when we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, he's the one who will raise us up in due time, in due season. And that's why at the end of the verse, of verse 9, it says, rejoice in that he's exalted, that God said, you passed the test. So a person who's double-minded has not, has already been stated, has not passed the test because they will not make up their mind, because they will not take the wisdom they ask for and apply it. So what happens is in the sense realm, that is what you see, what you hear, what you taste, what you touch, and so forth, that becomes your little G, that becomes your God. So you don't make a decision. Therefore, the decision you didn't make is a decision. And you'll get nowhere. And then you'll be frustrated, mad, and go off steaming like some locomotive. Hey, Prophet, could you relate to the riches being uh, the wisdom that Solomon asked for, basically, back in the Old Testament? That, if you want to use that, yes, that's, that is an aspect of it, yes. But not the riches as much as what we would call in the financial, although God is not against that. But the riches are what Jesus said. The true riches are that you want to bring people to the, the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. One of those ways is to walk in wisdom. And people will say, what is that about you? How is it that you're so stable with these crises? How did you make it through? And that wisdom that they see of you 
becomes the testimony that brings them to uh, Jesus Christ himself. And so a true riches is not only receiving the wisdom of God in application that takes and builds our faith so joy will be on the inward man. It is also a saving grace because what happens is uh, a fellow believer who sees you going through trials and tribulation becomes uh, can begin to see, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And they might be hanging on your arm and saying, show me how, show me how. And when you show them how and pray for them and walk with them, and they are encouraged, it builds the community of believers. And as the community of believers are built, then their culture in the area they live in begins to change. And when the culture changes, then people's mindsets. Actually, let me say it the other way. The mindsets change, the culture will change. So asking for wisdom is one of the ways God will use a true rich, a true one of the true riches, so that others can see that they can make it, but this is how you make it. And that's just this is right now, James is talking to fellow believers right now, fellow Jewish believers. Any other questions, you guys? Prophet Andre? Go ahead. Yes. Where does okay. where does confidence and boldness play a part in this? Okay, the confidence would be from the individual person. The boldness is is a, 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 like an energy release mm-hmm. as you are walking through this because your confidence is based on what is known as experience in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And not only maybe you're, you are a praying person or a worshiper or a praiser or you just be sitting still before God all day long. He is... Mm-hmm. You have put yourself in position to be moved forward in your walk. For your confidence, as God, you know, you have walked me through this one, uh, and and I've seen what you've done. So I know you're going to take me through. Boldness. Okay, God, how did you say do this? See, the wisdom brings the boldness to walk it through. Okay.
Okay. Any other questions, you guys? You guys get quiet uh, immediately. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen you guys this quiet. I'm trying to listen to every word. <laughs> We're not going to go long tonight because I do know I have a meeting with a, a lot of you guys early in the morning. So just want to make sure we're on time. So we're going to be cutting off at 930. Hey, Prophet, I got one for you because I was ministering uh, to a buddy of mine and I was recognizing that the Satan strategy um, is to always blind the minds of those who believe. And throughout my trials and tribulations, um, practical applications that we can do, um, even when we stumble into that place where we are, let's say blinded or don't know, and we ask the Lord for wisdom and all of it. Um, and you know, those times where you're like, oh, Lord, I know you know that I need this wisdom right now because with some of the trials and tribulations that I've been facing, I haven't been able to be like, like ready for it to the point where your armor's already on, well, where you're just like, where you're just in the battle. And I don't know if you've been in those situations where it's like that flight or flight mode for the Lord. And it's like, I know that the Lord's got me in this, but I do want to know, like, even for some of us, when we go into those positions where it's like, oh my God, um, this just happened right there on the spot. And, and you're just mind's completely blinded because Satan just threw that veil over. What's your uh, recommendation for us in that place? Do what the disciples did. Help! And and I'm not being facetious. Um, sometimes the the best prayer is the shortest prayer. Or help me, Lord. Now I need you now in this situation. It's not that um, you've been blindsided so much, sir. Um, it's some. It sometimes there's things that lead up to this to that, what you call blindsidedness, and ask, ask the Lord in your daily walk uh, to keep you aware of your immediate surroundings, and just, just so be aware. If you go to the grocery store, ask them to help you be aware where you're parking your car. When you go in the store, ask them when you go shopping, or maybe you pick up one or two items, ask them to cause you to be aware of your surroundings, and help you to be developed in your immediate surroundings. And that'll go a long way to combating um, the enemy trying to spring a fast one over on you. Just make it a daily desire. God, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling this. Help me here. Okay. I just don't want to be so aware that I don't want to be so anxious and cautious of it all. You know what I mean? To the point yeah, where you're I overthinking do. it too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it comes with uh practice, sir. It's, it's not a over it's not overnight, but um 
Yes, and, and I do understand when you say anxious, but just to be aware means just be aware, like you breathe. You, you inhale, you exhale. You inhale, you exhale. However, when you're too, well, I'm going to say for me, when I'm aware of that, your my breathing patterns change, if that makes sense. So I want to be aware to the point where I'm cautious of it, but I'm not concerned too much where I can't get to that. Like, right. To yeah, that you extent. Be ready. Yes, sir. Yes. That's why I had a troubled time praying that because I didn't want to take it to that level with God. Okay, so we're coming at the top of the hour. Any other questions you guys have? I don't have a question. I just have a thought. I mean, even still at this point, you know, our joy still should be here. <laughs> and I'm just trying to put all that together but compared to what we've read. So I'm just, I'm still kind of processing. James is a processing book. This is not something we can do, you know, at the speed of light. James is a processing book because he is writing Jewish. He's not writing American. And so this is the time to ask the Holy Spirit to um, help me see how you are speaking to a Jewish nation and then how is it speaking to me? I've been grafted in to this Jewish nation. Mm -hmm. And from there, he'll, he'll help you walk it out. I'm purposely not saying a lot of things because it 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 is there is so much wisdom that God is using through the writer based on his observation of his stepbrother. That's in first chapter. We haven't even gotten into the stuff yet. <laughs> so um yeah, this is uh please take your time uh and allow yourself to learn it. Not force yourself, allow yourself. Which means if you have a question on every word in one sentence, then do that. Could I ask you one question? It's not about the. It was. It's about the um the meeting you said tomorrow. Because I'm not getting all my information on the Slack or my emails. But is that meeting for all the leaders or just for certain people? It's it's not necessary uh for all the leaders. Just information on a building. Uh huh. And what time is the meeting at? Uh, nine o'clock. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Oh my door. So Paul, can you close us out?
Heavenly Father, we thank you for the knowledge that we received this evening, for the sharing and for the vision and for the mind of understanding that the maturity of, of us individually, that we're blessed to understand and have a greater insight into the Holy Spirit, how we should live, how we should behave, and how we perceive, proceed forward, moving on from today. We thank you, Father God, for the teacher. We thank you, Father God, for the participants to open up and share. We have so much to be thankful, Father God, but Send a simple prayer. Let your will be done, Father God, and as, as you see fit. Keep us strong. Keep us safe. And keep us humble. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. 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 Good night. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.